Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast i hope you all had a great weekend man (laughs) mine was a lot of fun it's been absolutely dumping rain here in auburn so no roping this weekend there wasn't a whole lot going on you know one of those weekends where it's just raining so hard and kind of gloomy and slow paced it just kind of feels like a lazy day so Sunday, Sunday morning, I woke up and again, it's still pouring rain. I, I couldn't think of what to do. So I texted my girlfriend and I was like, hey, let's uh, head over to the ranch and try to catch a fish. Luckily, you know, my uh, family has a ranch that's it's about 45 minutes from the house and it's lined by two rivers, the Feather Rivers on one side and then uh, Butte Creek is on the other side of the ranch. So there's some really good fishing holes out there. And I figured there wasn't really much else to do, so might as well throw on some rain gear and go out there, see if we can catch a fish. So she says, sure, why not? We'll head out there, nothing else to do. So we're driving out there, and she's giving me all this grief. She's like, Hunter, well, let me back up for a second. We've been out fishing there probably five or six times, and every time I've caught a few stripers, and she hasn't caught anything yet. So she's telling me, she's, she's saying, Hunter, you always give me the cruddy bait. You take the good ones. I get the janky bait. You you give them to me on purpose because you don't want me to catch any fish. And I was like, come on. <laughs> no, I'm not. There's, I wouldn't do that. I'm not doing that. I promise. You can pick whatever bait you want. It, we use these swim baits. It looks like a, a fake minnow or whatever, and it, it's got a decent amount of action on it. They're just a rubbery uh, fake fish with a big hook out of the top of it, and they all look the same. I don't know why she thought I was giving her bad ones. So we finally get out to the ranch, we make it out to the river, and I put a swim bait on each of our two poles, and again, she's like, Hunter, you gave me the cruddy one, mine has a red nose, like really, you think the fish are going to see this red nose and think that this is a a real fish, like what kind of a fish has a red freaking nose, are you kidding me? And I told her, I was like, I promise, just throw it out there, it's fine, it works just as good as mine. And then after like five minutes, boom, I caught a fish. It wasn't a big one, probably just like a three or four pound striper, pretty small. And she's like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. I knew you gave me the bad bait again. You always do this. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, they're both the same. It's not a big deal. Just keep throwing it out there. And so she's casting it and casting it. And, and where we're fishing, so the river, it's, you know, there's a, a pretty good hole right there, but the water's flowing pretty quick over the rocks close to it. So you you kind of are throwing that swim bait up where the water's running a decent amount. Uh, but those swim baits also, they sink really fast and get to the bottom. So you tend to get snagged a lot. And, and a lot of the times I'll look over and she's really just, or both of us, we're, we're pulling on the pole, right? To try to get it unsnagged. And it, 
it just, you know, your, your swim bait's stuck under a rock. It's hard to get it out of there, but it looks like you've got a monster fish on the end of the line, but realistically, you're just stuck. <laughs> so I'm just fishing over there, and I, and I turn around and look at her, and she's yanking on the pole really hard, and I'm like, oh, gosh, she's snagged again. Like, we're going we're gonna to lose another swim bait to the rocks. And she says, Hunter, I, I think I got one. I'm like, no, Jackie, you don't have one. You, you're snagged. And she's she's reeling, right? She's she's reeling and reeling, but it's not doing anything. She it, it she's literally the line's going nowhere. And she's like, no, I'm I'm serious. I think I got one. So I'm like, okay, let me see. Or actually, she says, you need to come over here and take it. The line's gonna break. I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, let me see the pole. So <laughs> I walk over there and, you know, just thinking oh, she's stuck under a rock. She doesn't know what the fish feels like. And I, and I grab her pole and it's just the line is getting yarded out of the reel. I mean, it was just taking it off. And I, this was like the setup we had is not set up for a big fish. It was a little trout pole, probably only eight or pound test. So this fish is just taken off. And I, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I started freaking out. I was like, Jackie, this is a monster. It's a monster. And I'm loosening the drag so he doesn't go and break the line. And I start taking off running down the bank to try to keep up with this fish. Because also, we were running low on line. Like, he was getting so far out there, I was starting to be able to see the bottom of the reel. We were almost out of the spool of line. So if he would have got to the end of the spool, it would have snapped for sure. So I'm running down the bank screaming, this is a monster, oh my gosh, and trying to fight this fish off. And she's just laughing, like all excited. And after two or three minutes, I mean, we fought this fish for a while, but after two or three minutes, I finally got him within probably, I don't know, 20, 30 feet. And he's in the water and you see him just come up and just roll over and you can see his back. And then I really freaked out. I thought I was having a heart attack on the beach. <laughs> So I'm still screaming. I'm like, Jackie, did you see that? This thing is so massive. And then another three or four minutes later, it probably, it probably took me a good six or seven minutes to reel him in. He finally gets, I get him right up to the bank and the line snaps. It broke and this gigantic fish is sitting half in the water, half on the bank, just right there. And I just dove on him. I just fell down, jumped on him. I grabbed him. I picked him up and I was like, I'm taking him to safety. And I took off running far away from uh, from the water as I could. I was not going to let him get away. If he would have just had one ounce more of try and, and flopped around a little bit, he, we would have lost him for sure right there. And nobody would have believed me. We would have had this monster fish story on the line that we lost. And, you know, everyone would have said, yeah, sure, Hunter, sure you did. <laughs> so I couldn't let him get away. I was bound and determined to land this fish. But it was so dang cool. I, I should have had a, um, a scale with me. I don't have one with me ever when I'm fishing. And I will never make that mistake again because I really wanted to know how much this sucker weighed. But just guessing, I mean, I think on the conservative side, he was 20 pounds. I, I don't think he was quite 25, but easily a 20-pound fish. I mean, this was the biggest striper I have ever seen in my life. It was so cool. If you follow me on Facebook, you can see the picture there. It's posted on my uh, on my personal Facebook page, not on the Wealth Accelerator podcast page. But um, also, if you haven't checked out the Wealth Accelerator podcast page, go over there and check it out. I put a ton of cool stuff on there. But so my fishing story, nothing to do with the market. Just wanted to let you guys know who doesn't like a good fishing story. I mean, come on, it was it was so fun. Got me so rowdy. <laughs> All right, so two things that I wanted to touch on today in terms of finances. Number one, I want to talk to you really quick about your 401k plan. 
I've been talking to a few people and they're like, Hunter, I'm scared to look at it. Like I know the market's been tanking. I don't even want to know what my 401k is at right now. It's just terrifying me. And did you know that nearly half, almost 50% of 401k participants, they get zero advice on how they should be invested? I mean, that just seems crazy to me. A lot of people, their 401k is the biggest chunk of their retirement money. Wouldn't you think that they would want some professional advice on that? Well, a lot of people, you know, they just, they just don't know that they there are other options. With the 401k plans, a lot of times, there's only 20 or 30 investment options to pick from. You can allocate however you want, or maybe, maybe an advisor came and talked to you about it 10 or 15 years ago, but it's just been set up and it hasn't been touched since. And really, it's not my favorite way to go about it. Um, and not all companies allow for this, but, and I've talked about this in previous episodes. I went way more into detail on it um, a little ways back. However, there's something called a self-directed brokerage account with 401ks. And again, not every company allows for it, but a good majority do. So what this does is it allows for you to be able to actively manage your 401k plan, unlike you probably are now. So we can pick the risk tolerance you want, the, the kind of management you want. All, I mean, there's so many different variables to it. But basically, at the end of the day, the good thing about this is for times like these, for major downturns, to know that there's a professional money manager there moving your money in and out of different sectors to help limit the downside. And I personally believe anyone with the 401k and that has this option, they should be taking advantage of it rather than just letting it sit and, and never touching it. Second thing I wanna go over, for all business owners, and actually for employees, you can let your employer know about this also, but this is a huge, huge thing that's coming out right now during this coronavirus, and it's called the Paycheck Protection Program. And what this is, it is it's a loan, which is designed to provide a direct incentive for small businesses to keep their workers on payroll. And this loan, the, the Small Business Association, they'll forgive all of the loans if all employees are kept on the payroll for eight weeks and the money is used for payroll, rent, mortgage interest, or utilities. In this loan, it's available now. It started on April 3rd, and it's gonna be available through June 30th. Now to qualify, you must have less than 500 employees, be a private nonprofit organization, or a veterans organization affected by the virus. I mean, less than 500 employees. How many small businesses are out there that have less than 500 employees? I'm guessing if you're a business owner and you're listening to the show right now, you know, you probably have less than 500 employees. There's not that many companies out there that have over 500. So this is something that you should really go take advantage of. There's no collateral, no personal guarantees, no fees. You need to just use at least 75% of the amount given for payroll. And again, forgiveness of the loan, it's based on the employer maintaining or quickly rehiring employees, but you have to maintain salary levels. And this amount is also not included in taxable income. So I'm telling you, if you have a business with less than 500 employees, I would highly, highly recommend utilizing this to not only help your business out during this time, but also keep your employees on payroll and keep their families going. Definitely a great thing to look into. Okay, another thing. So I talked last time about hosting a happy hour this week, and there's actually the perfect segment for it. So on Thursday, this coming Thursday, April 9th, at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, there's a webcast going out, and it's with a couple really, really smart guys. So one guy, his name is Brian Westbury. He's the chief economist at First Trust, 
The other guy, Chris, can't, I don't know how to say his last name, but Constantinos. Chris Constantinos. He's the chief investment strategist at Riverfront Investment Group. And the two of them are hosting an hour-long webinar that I can get you access to. So I'm going to be posting the link for this on my Facebook page, on the Wealth Accelerator uh, podcast Facebook page, on my LinkedIn page. So go, go check me out on all those different platforms. And I'll post the link for this webinar. I mean, there's going to be so much great content. If you're just wanting to learn about what's going on right now in the economy, these guys are, are super, super bright. So it'll be really helpful. I'm going to be on the webinar also. And then what I'm going to do is after the webinar, so it's it ends at 3, I'm going to host my own Ring Central meeting at 3.15. So 15 minutes after, we're going to do the happy hour that I was talking about. So myself and one of my colleagues, his name is Chris Simpson. He's also an advisor with Sierra Ridge. And we'll just talk about what what uh, we went over in the webinar, talk about our opinions with everything. We'll answer questions and we'll go over whatever it is that you want to talk about. So bring your, your favorite glass of wine, a bottle of beer, bring a Sprite, whatever you want. And we'll, we'll talk shop for 30 minutes. So again, I'm going to be posting that on uh, my personal Facebook page. You can go add me there or go check out the Wealth Accelerator podcast Facebook page. I'll put the links up there uh, as well as my LinkedIn. So if you're interested, be on the lookout for that. Again, the, the webinar with the two chief economists is going to be at from 2 to 3. And then I'm going to host my webinar at 3.15. And this is all Pacific time. This coming Thursday. All right, guys. And lastly, if you would rather just talk one-on-one, not have to be on the webinar with everybody else and get my own personal advice just for you, go over to hunterlowry.com. You can schedule a call with me right there. I'd be more than happy to talk with you about whatever it is that you want right now. All right, guys. Excited for this week. Lots of uh, exciting things going on. One week closer to getting through all this coronavirus craziness. We're going to get there, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your week, everyone.